Hi guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And this is going to be Unsettling. Deeply. cook-off at my job i came in second place in case anyone was wondering yeah a four-way tie for second for second place but it was a pretty um good event there was a lot of loaves there you should be proud of yourself there were 13 meatloaves and they were all so different which i was like afraid yeah i was afraid they were all gonna be like a standard loaf there was like loaves with sauce there was loaves with mac and cheese in the middle Mm -hmm. there was a super spicy loaf that sent clark into a coughing fit it was great (laughs) yeah i like i don't i was just so busy and i was like rachel's like can i help and i just found a home depot apron and i'm like sell sell some tickets for the meatloaf so i was the meatloaf bouncer walking around like you want loaves she hustled everybody what what give me five dollars if you want to eat loaf that's my job. You can just do that. It was great. Fine. And then I tried to get $5 out of your boss, and he's like, <laughs> I don't think I have to pay. I'm like, well, if you want to eat meatloaf, you have to pay. And he's like, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this is my boss. <laughs> Makes sense now why you didn't want to pay. Because <laughs> you own this establishment, sir. <laughs> great. He was like, oh. He was, then after you helped, he's like, should we do something for your cousin? I'm like, I don't know. I gave he her a couple. He thinks I have like a disability. I'm like, I gave her a couple of white claws and she seemed fine with it. I don't yeah, no, know. No, no. Just give me a couple of white claws. We'll he's call like, it even. He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And the one guy, um, I don't think he realized that, like, one, I had literally two white claws, but also that, like, I don't drink like crazy. But I went up there to make sure, like, my dad didn't owe you money because I brought Clark. And um, he's like, well, the one guy's like, I'll buy you a drink. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's okay. I, I don't I don't actually pay to drink here to begin with, so. <laughs> I'm the meatloaf girl. I'm, I don't pay. I'm the bouncer. The loaf bouncer. Like, I don't pay for my two white claws when, I'm, <laughs> when I volunteer here. I'm, I'm paid <laughs> I'm paid at two claws an hour. <laughs> so that was fun. It was very good. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm going to do a mac and cheese next time. It was so. quite a hoopla Wanna... and a, ma- a mashed potato one. Oh, my God. I love mashed potatoes. Yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun yeah. doing that. It was fun. So I guess I'm going to go first. I guess you are. <laughs> it's your time to shine. I guess I'm going to go. <laughs> and I'm going to talk go about away. someone called... <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. I'm going to talk about a woman named Ada Blackjack. And I never heard of her. I've never heard of her either. I just keep thinking of Jack Black. Yeah. Well, it's a Native American name. That's why. Oh. You know. um, Mm. Yeah. So tell me about this person called Ada Blackjack. I will. So she was born on May 10th, 1898 in Alaska. Her hometown of Spruce Creek was really remote, even 
1898 it was remote. That's so, saying a lot. In Alaska. <laughs> so I'm like, how? Was it two people? <laughs> it was Ada and Blackjack. Yes. So it was close to Nome in the Arctic Circle. Oh, so okay. Remember we talked about Nome mm-hmm. last time? And I realized that Nome is populated because it was like during the gold rush. Oh. That's why it became, when I was reading about this, I was like, oh, okay. That's why it was populated and I guess remained populated. Like, the town that she was from is, there's nobody there now. Oh. At all. It's not a town anymore. Oh. Yeah. So I think maybe those little settlements, like, kind of went to Nome, but I don't, I don't actually know that. I'm just saying. Or it just died off because it only started with five people. Yeah. Or there's just, like, totally a bad, like, really hard place to live, probably, I guess, you know? Um, So Ada was a native Alaskan in New, sorry, in New Piat. Okay. In New Piat. I read that a a couple times on the... (laughs) On the YouTube <laughs> pronunciation. So I'm saying it like two. her. I'm like, Inupiat. Inupiat. And she didn't learn all of the wilderness and survival techniques that her peers and family had passed down through the generations. Is it, sorry, is Inupiat like... It's like an Inuit. Like an Inuit. Okay, so it's, it's like an a Eskimo. I know that's not the right term, but like... It's a... Um, yeah, I don't want to be wrong, but yeah. it's, a, it's like but a, it's like that. Yeah, it's like a tribe. Okay, you know. Or okay. A, yeah. Sorry. In Upiat, I'm just happy I could say it now. Yeah. So instead of learning wilderness and hunting and all that, she was brought up by Methodist missionaries in Nome. Interesting. With her sister. Okay. And that's after her father died of food poisoning when she was eight. Bummer. Yeah. It's a hell of a way to go. That will kill you. Mm. In 1907 or whatever that was. You know, I believe it. Because there are times that I thought I was going with the Lord. Me. 2020. Me too. Last year. I won't talk about that. (laughs) It was a hard night. And her mom couldn't, I mean, she, I didn't read. There's not a lot of information. Here's the thing. There's some gaps, you know? Okay. So her mom, like, kind of sent them off after that. And I don't know if that's because... She couldn't provide for them as well without their dad or what the story was exactly, but that's where they went. Okay. And she went on to study sewing, housekeeping, cooking, and the Bible in her time. Yes. At the missionary school. So they taught her enough of reading and writing that she could study the Bible. Awesome. That was... Yeah. It doesn't um, seem terrible, right? That's pretty forward thinking for 1898, honestly. Yeah, but it's like the missionaries were there. Like, that's what was important to them, right? At the time. And the only way that they could read the Bible is if you taught them how to read first. Yeah, so they're like, let's get these people out of whatever they're doing already and get them into our way. So not that their way's bad, but otherwise she probably would have been raised a lot different, right? Mm -hmm. So she married at just 16 to a guy named Jack Blackjack. Yes. Jack He was a dog musher in the area. Okay. So the couple had three children, but only one survived through infancy. Mm. His name was Bennett. Okay. So Ada's marriage to Jack was really rocky, and he abused her and also abused their son, too. That's not great. And in 1921, Jack abandoned his family on the Seward Peninsula, and that was 40 miles from Nome. So... Again, not too much information. I don't know if they took a trip out there to go hunt or whatever with the dogs. You know, he was mm-hmm. mushing. I don't know if that's how they got out there 40 miles. I assume that's how. Yeah. Um. So then he left them there. Ugh. And in the wilderness of Alaska, I'm sure the 40 miles felt like 200, right? Yeah. 
But she walked herself and Bennett back home together. Wow. And she would carry him when she was tired. And he also had health problems, which included tuberculosis. Oh, no. So she got him back home not long after that because she was abandoned. So she didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. What well, She didn't have a lot to begin with. So now she has even less. So she had to give him to an orphanage. Oh. Yeah. And she vowed to get her son back one day when she could finally provide for him. Mm-hmm. And she did everything she could to do that. So when Ada heard that an expedition headed for Wrangell Island was looking for an English-speaking seamstress, she jumped on the opportunity. Okay. They taught her to sew, remember? So She fits the bill. She fits the bill perfectly. And she would be expected to make fur clothing for the exploration team. And that would consist of Ada and four other young men. And she would repair their clothes, and it was going to be a long trip, so she needed to kind of be there. Hmm. And the goal of the expedition was to claim Wrangell Island for the British Empire, who they hadn't even really shown interest in it in the first place. Oh. So, and the expedition was orchestrated by this goofy, charismatic explorer man named Vil, Vil Jalmer. Stefansen, and he was quite famous, I guess, at the time for exploring. Hmm. But I think he was kind of like an eclectic man, I get the feeling. Yeah. And while he would plan the trip, he never had any intention of joining the crew. So he was going to plan it and fund the trip. And this trip was kind of a bad idea from the start. Yeah. And the crew he hired was inexperienced kind of nobody on the team had wilderness training specific to alaska right okay well they had they were smart kids and all and they had good they had a lot of other experience in other parts like i don't think anybody was ready for this you know you have to be like specifically trained to survive you need to be like a native alaskan almost like that would be the ideal thing because you need to know where you're going and the idea was that they were going to have native alaskans come with them but nobody would would agree to this because they knew it was a shit idea. Okay. So. They're like, you don't want to go there. They're like, they're like, we're all going down if we do this. And he also only supplied the crew with six months of food while promising there would be plenty of wild game to hunt that would keep them going. Yeah, that's not how Alaska really works. Yeah, I mean, it's... um In the summertime, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but- you'll, and that's what happens. So Ada had a bad feeling about the trip also, like... Because her instincts were just like, what the hell? Because she, you know, she wasn't grown up, hadn't grown up necessarily like other Native Alaskans. Like all of them traditionally had and learned the skills they traditionally had. But she still lived there. Like, yeah. She yeah. still experienced it. It was still the 1900s. So I'm sure it was still tough to live there, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> so she was told that she was going to be one of many, like I said. But that wasn't true. They all backed out. But the $50 per month salary couldn't be matched in Nome by her seamstress abilities. Wow. So with her son Bennett on her mind, she proceeded on with her white, young, and naive teammates. So on September 9th, 1921, the crew, plus the ship's cat, Victoria, Vic, they had a cat on board. Really? Yeah. They sailed away on the ship that was named the Silver Wave. So the first year on Wrangell Island kind of went well, surprisingly. Interesting. And there was enough wildlife to feed the five-person crew at first. But then when the hard winter came, Mm -hmm. so they kind of came, like, right after winter. So when the hard winter was coming again, and they didn't have as much food as when they started, you know. 
Or any, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, their stock was low. <laughs> when the winter came, their luck would change as well. So the wildlife are disappearing. They're hibernating, doing whatever they do. And the pack ice is making the crew's resupply ship unable to move. Oh, great. So they're supposed to get more. And Stefanson was having a hard time raising funds to send a relief ship. And it was getting too late to send help through the harsh conditions anyway. So by 1923, shit was starting to really hit the fan. Everyone's starving, including the pack dogs they brought. And one of the crew members, Lauren Knight, had came down with scurvy. Not scurvy. Yeah. I don't even know if they knew if it was scurvy at the time. They knew it was sick. Okay. So Ada was nervous, was always nervous with the crew that they would turn on her because she kind of, like, it was reported that they didn't really want her there. She didn't get the feeling they wanted her there, really, in the first place. Ugh. And she was worried, and she was the only woman as well. Yeah. And she thought there were going to be more Native Alaskans, her peers with her, but it didn't happen. And she was becoming more homesick and frightened, and she was getting kind of withdrawn. And she was cooking and sewing kind of sporadically. Okay. And the crew was pissed about that, which I get, but I mean, I don't know. This is a unique situation. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so they gave me like just so, just so, just keep sewing. Well, because at this point, how long has it been? It's been a while. It's been like, like over a year. Yeah, yeah, and things are getting bad. So they're like, ah, yeah, I don't know. So in response, they didn't let her eat enough. They were mocking her. Oh, they were making her stay out in the cold, like just trying to get her to perform more. Kind of like just they're just like, what are you doing? And they're doing these terrible things to her. So she took a bottle of liniment into the snow to drink it at one point to kill herself, but she decided against it. Oh. And as it got colder, Ada seemed to do better, actually, when the other man were struggling as she once had. Hmm. So now she was putting all of her work into surviving, and the team was becoming more united. And on January 28th, 1923, the three remaining men, the ones who didn't have scurvy, mm-hmm. they decided to trek the land to get across the pack ice to Siberia. To try to find a ship that could help them. Okay. So then Ada stayed back to help the um, the the scurvy. lone the scurvy man, Lauren Knight, who had scurvy, and she would be there with him for six months. Wow. And they had a feeling that the rest of their team wouldn't be coming back at that point, huh. and they were never seen again after they went to find help. Really. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, she wasn't raised with the same survival skills her ancestors had learned. She mm-hmm. still found a way to provide for herself and Lauren. So, Lauren Knight. So, she taught herself how to trap foxes and shoot birds for food. She was even scaring away polar bears, even though she was terrified of them. And hmm. other bears. Like, yeah, she was, like, terrified of polar bears. That was her thing. That's I found that, like, on all the sources. And she was filling the shoes of all the crew members who had left. And meanwhile, she's completely taking care of Lauren Knight. Like, he's... Like, incapacitated fully. What He's, happens when you get scurvy real bad? I don't know, but it seems like he just was dying terribly, okay. slowly. He couldn't do shit, basically. It's not great. No, so we can look that up. I will. And his rage from being totally helpless was being projected right onto Ada. Oh. Yeah, which happens a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, in, like, like, when people work with older people who can't help themselves, too, like... So that's how he took it. And, you know, she's completely the only person there to take care of him. So he probably shouldn't have been such a dick. 
It says scurvy is a disease caused by a serious vitamin C deficiency. Mm-hmm. Not eating enough fruits and vegetables is the main cause of the disease. Left untreated, scurvy can lead to bleeding gums, loosened teeth, and bleeding under your skin, including, bru- including bruises, fatigue, rash, and weakness. There you go. So he was just a, a bag of bloody bones. Yeah. Not able to do much. Yes. So she wrote in her diary about the experience, because she had a diary, and she didn't speak perfect English, so this is exactly how it was written. It was, he never stopped and think how much it's hard for women to take four man's place, to woodwork, and to hunt for something to eat for him, and do waiting to his bed, and take the shit out for him. Like, like... Literal change, shit. Literal, like his shit, you know. And he would berate her and say she should be taking better care of him. And he said her husband was right for abusing her and that it was good she got abandoned. And he's been like a real dick. I would have just left him. I know, but she did her best to keep him alive. Oh, God. And even gave him bigger portions of food and was tending to all his needs. Yeah. So Knight passed shortly, passed away shortly after he fell ill, right? After those, like, six months or so. Okay. In June of 1923. But Ada didn't let the loss take her off course. You know, it's probably better being with somebody terrible than nobody. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It depends who you are. So it was just Ada and Vic the cat. Oh, the cat. I forgot about the cat. The cat is still alive, by the way. I wrote here. It's been two years. Cat's still kicking. is here. So Ada couldn't muster the strength to bury her deceased crew member, so she made him a makeshift coffin out of boxes to keep wildlife away Hmm. and let him be, and then she moved into a storage tent to get away from the smell of the decomposing body. And Ada even killed her first seal shortly after Knight passed away. Wow. Yeah. And she used the skin for things. Mm -hmm. And she continued to, like, a fucking seal. That's, like, a, yeah. that's a big... Well, um, seals are really mean. They're mean. They're fucking pissed, usually. And they're really big. Their teeth are big. They're mad and they're slippery. I don't know how the fuck she called a seal, but she did that. And she was mostly just looking for eggs, um, practicing her trapping skills as well, because the seal hunting is probably hard. <laughs> she even made a, a gun rack to hold her rifle over her bed in case a predator attacked her in the night, because mm. she was scared of the bears, too. So she's like, I need to have access to this gun in case a bear comes. Okay. And she replaced the crew's boat, which was ruined during a storm, using animal skins, canvas, and driftwood. Wow. She made a fucking boat while she was there. Wow. I know. She made a raised platform so she could watch polar bears. I don't know if that was out of her fear or boredom. Yeah. Maybe both. Probably both. I think so. I think she was, like, so scared. She's like, I need to see these fucking bears. I'd want to see them. I wonder if the cat cared about anything that was going on. Or did it just, like, follow her around all the time? I think he did fine. (laughs) He's a fine cat. She probably fed it, imagine. Mm. And it seemed as though she was doing pretty well for herself, considering everything going on. And we got some insight from her diary in this passage about um, where her head was kind of at the time. Mm-hmm. This this very important noted note, in case I happen to die or somebody find out that I was dead, I want Miss Rita McCafferty to take care of my son, Bennett. My sister Rita is just as good his aunt, just as good his own mother. I know she loved Bennett just as much as I do. I dare not my son to have a stepmother. If I got any money coming from boss, this company, if twelve hundred, if twelve hundred, give my mother Miss Otto took two hundred. If it's only six hundred, six hundred, give her one hundred rest of it to my son. Okay. So she's trying. The only thing she's thinking about is her son. 
And it seems as though through it all, she wasn't worried about herself at all, really. It was just her son. And everything she had done was all an effort to reunite with her son. She had sent his accomplice out to Wrangell Island to see if the crew would survive the harsh winter. So that's the guy who set up the whole thing. Wow. So when the crew of the Donaldson found just Ada at the site, they were like, what the fuck? They looked around and saw that she had set herself up so well, she would have been fine for another year. Wow. And their estimation, like, she probably could have just been there and been fine. And at first, everyone was happy for Ada and her return. She was paid less than she was promised, Ugh. as I predicted. Scuzzy. Because it seems to happen to indigenous people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they took her, she had to go to the missionary school, lose all her culture, not all of it, lose her culture, got taken advantage of for her money. Like, it's just terrible. And she was reunited with her son, Bennett, though. Oh, so she got to take him to Seattle for treatment, and he went. On, she went on to have another son named Billy. So it was enough money to bring him for treatment, at least. Okay. And she returned to Alaska in 1972 permanently after Bennett died at the age of 58 from a stroke. Oh. Which was ultimately from the tuberculosis he never really got over. Okay. He never returned to full health. Yeah. And Ada didn't profit off of her own story at all, but Stefanson had. And other people did, too. Hmm. And she struggled with poverty for the remainder of her life. Oh. And later, there was even an attempt to ruin her character, as rumors were flowing that she refused to take care of Knight. And that was started by one of the men who had rescued her. So, apparently, he even ripped out pages from her diary, which would prove she had been taking care of Knight the whole time. Wow. And even through all of his bullshit, right? Mm. And that story was debunked, and the man eventually apologized. <laughs> Because, you know, that makes a difference. Yeah. And Ada died at the age of 85 in her rightful and true home of Alaska. And the irony in this story is that Russia had already claimed Wrangell Island five years before Stefanson set out his crew, unbeknownst to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did they save the cat? The cat was good. Oh, man. Cat lived. Cat was fine. Didn't give a single fuck. He probably went and ate that body. He probably did. Yeah, I bet. Just like Chib would eat me. Yeah, Chib would eat you. Mm-hmm. Alfie, I don't think as much, but Chibby, yeah, he would absolutely. Yeah. He'd make a whole fucking meal out of you. Alfie would wait. Chibby okay. wouldn't. Yeah, no. So, yeah. That was about Ada Blackjack, and she's my. Ugh. Did you do it again? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not even drinking it. It's on your garden pants. Well, it's that's where I wear my work jeans. So Ada's my new hero. I rarely see Erin in jeans that aren't like nice jeans, like fancy jeans, because she rarely wears jeans to begin with. So I came over and she's wearing like just regular skinny jeans. And I'm like, I can't tell you the last time I saw you like regular pants. And she's like, these are my garden pants. These are my work pants. Who gardens in a pair of jeans? She's I like do. the thorns. The thorns. Yeah, the sticky shit. Like, you you get live in a town that... It's, it's not like you live in the middle of a forest. I let stuff die. And then it's prickly and hard. <laughs> so and she wears, sit on it. And she wears her garden out. pants. Yeah, these are my utility pants. <laughs> oh, man. That was wild. I didn't... I mean, I'm glad she survived. I didn't expect that, though. Right? All by herself. And she got her son back. That's cute. I wish we knew some more. Yeah. But there's some photos that are pretty cool. Oh, cool. Out there of her and her son. So it was pretty cool. That is cute. Thanks. All right. Well, good luck with your garden pants. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.